Hustle podcast, hosted by Chris Kiblin. Real hustle, real people, real results. Hey, Dan, how are you? Good. How's it going, man? It's going well. Well, thank you for coming in. I appreciate it. No, I appreciate the invite. I'm really excited to, to have the opportunity to, to speak with you. So this is pretty interesting. So I've known you for, I don't know, what, five, six, seven years yeah, at now? Least, at, at least, least that. At least that. So it's been quite a bit. Um, and I know, um, I think it was like, when did you first get into the real estate? You know, it's probably only been about speaking about eight years now. Yeah, it's probably yeah, eight or eight or nine I, when years. When I first met you, yeah, you probably. were one of the very first people I worked with in this, and you know, it was great because when I first started, mm-hmm. I got the guidance that you know, mm-hmm. that's what's great about you know you're, the business you're in. You, you really helped me uh, understand the system. You know, so, yeah. So we've known each other for quite a while. But um, so what I usually like to do is like I want to like I like to give everybody like a background story about you. Yep. Like so we start kind of in the you know leading you up to where you are now. Right, right. So, you know, um, so you were a very successful restaurant owner. And so tell us a little bit about that and what happened with that. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I grew up in the restaurant business from a young age. And, um, you know, when I quit college, because I just didn't think college was for me, I was, you know, smart enough kid, but just didn't have the uh, attitude. And I just wasn't focused enough, you know, so I can go make my money now. (laughs) You know, it's like, I I can do it, but I don't know why I'm doing it. So um, I was in a restaurant business, and as soon as I I quit college, the company I was working for, the Radisson Hotel chain, brought me in and said, hey, let's put you in a management training program. So I was like, great, you know, I'm 19, 20, let's do it, you know? (laughs) And and so it just took off from there, and I just ended up going through that restaurant business. Um, I worked for a company called Bennigan's, which I think they're out now. Yeah, I remember them. Yeah, but But that was like a popular place, but great training, great training. It was awesome in your early 20s, you know, you're traveling all over, bouncing from restaurant to restaurant, learning a lot from great mentors in the business and learning business. Um, And then I moved to this area, and got to know the geckos guys yeah you know um they actually introduced me from a friend and uh and i started working with those guys came from the big corporate style structure to a mom and pop so i brought some of my corporate structure to them and helped them open nine restaurants and then they uh, have nine they have nine now plus they have other concepts now too oh wow i didn't know that yeah so they they mean obviously very good business guys you know they do a really good job and their food and everything's consistent right and then i um you know i i had a little falling out just because I always want to grow, and you know they're like, "Hey, you should be happy with the money you're making. You know, you're doing really well." Yeah. And I'm like, "Ah, you know, I, just, I want more than that, right?" right. So I I, 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 I parted ways, and I opened my own place, and um, it was a sports bar, similar Fin Daddies. It was, it was, it was funny. I, I don't know if I ever told you this, but the name I got it because when I first met my wife, I was, I'm a surfer. <laughs> okay. So we'll go over and travel while we're dating over the East Coast, but. She's like, you know, you always see the sharks out there. I was like, yeah, you know, it happens. I've been surfing for all my <laughs> life. You know, I'm used to it. And I was like, you know, when I open my own place, it's, we're gonna have a great name. We're gonna, we're gonna do this. And I was drinking tequila with her, right? <laughs> we're coming up with names, and and um, and we just happened to see this place called Fins or something. And then three more shots of tequila later, we're like Fin Daddies, who's your daddy, and stuff like that. <laughs> so she wrote it down in a matchbook, and she kept it. And that was when we were dating, all right? And when we left after nine years of Geckos, and we were literally opening a restaurant, we didn't have a name yet. And she pulled that matchbook out and said, "Here's our name." Oh wow! So that's it was really cool. cool story. You know, yeah, so cool we were excited. It, so it always has a, a good feeling to me. And then we opened a barbecue restaurant. And then we and then we uh, took on Foxfire Golf Course and helped them concession. And we were doing really well. And then just uh, you know, oh seven, oh eight hit. You know, when that first little crash of real estate and everything, and everything's crazy, and we lost it all. You know, that's crazy. And rough. I saw that you, you worked with um, Richard Deere for a minute. Yeah. So Richard, I'd known back from when I was in a restaurant, he was a 
patron, or, you know, he was a client or a customer of ours. Okay. Got to know him. You know, he's pretty big in town, real estate, or, you know, right. just a very charismatic guy. And um, he was like, I'm going to make a fortune in real estate. I was like, okay, great. You know, yeah. and then we got to know each other and, and over time, and he did. He did really well in real estate. I don't know if it was, it was millions or thousands or what, but he's very good at what he does. Right. Um so we, we, we developed a partnership. He helped me with some understanding of the restaurant and actually the uh, the business side of, of buying real estate and buying the, the uh, businesses. So it was always a little coach on the side for me there. Okay. And we um, and we were struggling. He was there to help us out. You know, he he uh, he took us into another restaurant the company bought, really helped us get over. You know, we were losing everything. He was there. He's like, hey, why don't you help me run this place? We'll all get, you know, get acclimated and we'll do well and so it was very important you know part of our family that uh you know he jumped in and said you know let's let's all work together and let's all win so um that was awesome that was awesome yeah because yeah. I, I saw when i was reading your bio about him and i saw that because i know him from yeah, real estate yeah, yeah from real estate you know so i was like i was like oh that's interesting that you two met that way yeah that was pretty cool yeah he's he's awesome so then in 2008 lost everything yeah right and then you're like well, shit. What's what's next, right? Yeah. So, so what's next? <laughs> so, so when when Richard took us in and we um, we were kind of running the restaurant, and you know he was struggling. With, uh, it was real estate. It was tough, right? It was 0708. Everything was you know supposed to going down, and you know everybody was doing his thing. So he he decided the best thing for his business was to sell the business he we just got into him with. But he it was so cool because when he sold to the new ownership, um, he he requested that you know he keep me and my partner and uh and, and they did you know it was really cool they kept us we knew what we we're doing right. so we had some good knowledge and then you know i grew apart from that new ownership because you know he had his minds of you know he has his ideas of business and i had mine and right. we decided part ways everything's good chris brown and mikey great guys very good at what they do they probably own half a siesta key now i think <laughs> that's for sure but they, they in that which which uh, so, so yeah they the, have like the beach club they the beach have, club that's what yeah they say. have that uh Mexican restaurant across the street. I is uh, I can't remember the name of it anyway. But they have they have a whole row there. They have okay. like a summer house, and they have that that new sports bar. So they they're very good uh, restaurant tours. You know they know what they're doing, and I was uh, I was lucky to be a part of their group too. Right. So everybody you work with, you, you know, you just add to your resume of of knowledge and stuff. So I was very fortunate to go through some really tough times and and some good times with these guys. So then we decided, okay, so we're going here. We're we're you part ways with these guys. What? So is this when you get in real estate, or so? Or yeah, not? I kind of said, you know, I you know, I parted ways with Chris and and um that team, and uh, I was very fortunate because again, through actually the connector, Richard Deere introduced me to the owners of, of the Hooters Group. Okay. And they are in a position to need a general manager, and I had experience, and I was a little older because when they bring young managers into Hooters, you know. It's kind of hard for young managers to manage all these uh, these girls and these waitresses and these and these things that come along with that world of Hooters. So I was older, you know, a little more mature sure. at the time, and it worked out great for all of us. Um, uh, Joe was, um, you think you know a lot, and then you meet somebody else, like, gosh, I know nothing, you know. <laughs> and this guy is just a whole different level, you know, just a totally different level of just understanding business. And so I got another four years with that gentleman, and um, from my experience with them. Applebee's came and got me and said, "Hey, we'll pay you more, and we'll bring you an opportunity." And my wife was happy with that—that that I left from Hooters to a different <laughs> sure, restaurant. Sure. You know, <laughs> it just, it's you a little know, bit more family. It, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I got kids. You know, it's a different world. And it was more about comments that she'd hear from other people, not really that we had to worry about anything. Right. Um, and then, you know, at that time, I was like, you know, we've always loved real estate. We used to own real estate when everything crashed. We want to get back into it and um, get back into owning rental properties and. Um, 
I just decided that, you know, real estate's where I wanted to be because I love it so much. So I got my license and managed restaurants at the same time for about two and a half years. Okay. And I finally said, you know, I got enough money in the bank that I can I can make it for six months. So let's make a run <laughs> at it, right? Because, you know, getting to my age, you know, I'm almost 55 now. That was probably 10 years ago, 12 years ago. You know, it gets it's a lot of hours, you know, you're working 80 oh, yeah. hours a week, you know, and, and you can't increase your pay too much because, you know, you kind of leveled out working for somebody. Mm-hmm. So we said, you know, let's go ahead and make our own future. And we just took a jump out again. And, you know, we had a, the first couple of years were really good and then you just got better. And then, and then, you know, we, you know, we started video, it just took off. All right. So going a little bit back to the restaurant business. So my first very, well, my first real job, I should say. Yeah. I was a busboy. I started yep. at 14 years old. Yep. And um, I worked at a crab house. And um, so they had a restaurant, but they also had crabs. So they had like a downstairs. That's where you got the crabs. And then upstairs was the main dining room. So when the main dining room was open, like I made okay money. But yeah. when that crab, when we did, when we had crabs and I was working downstairs, it was like, I was like, I thought I was rich. Yeah. Because people because the crabs were so expensive and they leave these huge tips. Yeah. And I was loving life. And I so I, I was in that. Then I became a waiter, but I also learned a lot about the back of the house. Yeah. Like I, I um I was taught how to become a prep cook and actually learned a lot from that. And I thought when I was going through all this, like, I'm gonna open a restaurant. Yep. I'm gonna be a chef. I'm gonna do this. Then you start realizing how many hours people in a restaurant work. Oh, my gosh. It's amazing. It's crazy. Like, you know, you're working because you, you have to be there at 10 o'clock in the morning to maybe 2 o'clock at night, yep. depending on the hours. Like, so you are living, breathing that restaurant. Yeah. My kids used to come see me at the restaurants. When we had three running, my wife would bring them in and, you know, they would, you know, run around the beach club and then run around the different places. But they, they grew up around the business. That Actually, both my kids still do restaurant work for their first jobs. So, you know, yeah. and that's the thing. So, like, it, it was because that's my... My mom, she was a bookkeeper for the restaurant. Yep. That's how I got in. And so, like, she was their bookkeeper, and I came in, and they gave me a job, and then, you know, at 14 years old. But it was just, you start seeing it. And I was in the restaurant business, some kind of food industry business, probably from 14 to almost 20, yep. so about six years. Yep. And... I was like, so that's when I, and then I joined the army, but I still like, I had this thought that I was going to come back and be a, you know, get go to school. Or be a yeah. I was going to open a restaurant, but the more I put my head around it and I was like, cause I, then I became a waiter. I think I became a waiter when I got back from the army. I was just like, I can't do this. Yeah. I was like the hours that is required. It's amazing. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Like you got to work so much. And like, I give people who do, cause like, I mean, I've done loans for restaurant people and, and managers and stuff like that. And I, people that own bars and stuff like that. I mean, your hours are nuts yeah. and it's like, and you really do have to be there. And I'm just like more power to them because that's a tough job. Well, and I think that anybody that goes through that restaurant life and I did it for 28 years you know um it's like a badge you know in a sense that you can make it through that long and still, and still not be you know lose your family and lose your you know everything i mean I, we were very fortunate my wife is amazing to kind of hold it together as we went through you know when you're kind of like well i got a two-year-old and a, a three-year-old and and where's my next paycheck coming from, from you know because right. you just kind of lost everything but you know but by i feel like you know you treat people a certain way, and that's how Joe ended up meeting me, and that's how I met another mentor. So you just kind of grind, and you just take care of people the best you can. But, you know, we were spending 80 hours a week in the restaurants, and it was 
Oh, it yeah. was it was just you know for what for seventy thousand dollars a year. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know? it wasn't much. And, and that's a top end, right, you know exactly. So it's, and it, it was like you know I mean there's you know if you were even if you were like a GM or something it wasn't that much and no. it was like for the hours you worked. Yeah, and it, I mean it burns people out. Oh. And so well you're 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 so you know even like in corporate you know you make like I don't know a base of sixty five and then hey you can make another twenty grand but you know you're gonna cut all your staff you're gonna cook you're gonna close the place down at night so you're working extra hours just to kind of save labor save right. cost you know and and that's just and then when you open your own you know it was great when I was a corporate because like oh we only lost ten grand that's great but when you have it yourself you're like oh my gosh we lost ten grand right, you know? right. it's a little different where are we gonna get that money you know so um but yeah I think if anybody that can make it in the restaurant business can take that that drive and that ability to make it through and apply it to any business and do well. You know, I think that's why I'm successful in real estate because a 10 hour day is nothing. It's like, Oh, only 10. Great. Now let's go. You're like, I'm sorry to call you so late. I was like, Oh, it's only seven o'clock. Hey, what do you want to talk about? (laughs) Right. I know when you're there, cause like those hours were just nuts. I mean, I remember when I would do the food service and I was there, I mean, as a kid at 14 years old, I'd be there from like four o'clock in the afternoon until 12, one o'clock in the morning. I mean, then sometimes on the weekends I'd close it down. And so I had to be there to strip all the tables, make sure and reset all the tables and all that good stuff. It's a great business. And I think you, even he, it's kind of it's kind of like military, right? You know, again, I don't get into politics or you know where everybody floats their boat, but I do believe in hard work. And I said, if you don't really know and you do join the military, at least you know it's you go do something, you know. And if you get into restaurants, you're making some money, you're getting some experiences, you're dealing with people, do something like a hard work job like that. You know, some guys I know can go in construction. They work three years in construction. They've worked hard. Oh, yeah. That's you know, a hard work. But, but that's job. a good foundation for anything else going forward. And it really helps you find what you don't want to do. Exactly. You know, but, um, yeah, I think anybody can do the military or restaurant can, can really do anything they want. So now we're going back to, all right, so we got into the restaurant. We got out of the restaurant business. So we're starting to get into the real estate business, um, you know, and – it, you, it was a little bit of a struggle, right? Yeah, and definitely. So it was a struggle as you started. So tell us a little bit about that and then how you got out, how you started being a successful little, agent. Little more. Uh, so when we started the restaurant, um, the very first gentleman I, I uh, started working for, Jeff Scalera, he's an awesome guy, he uh, he just basically said, hey, you'll, you'll wish you'd done this 10 years later because you had the personality to do this. But he goes, now you're signed on with me, go out and get people. I was like, well, I need to learn how to write a contract. Is no, yeah. just go find people. Yeah. Well, how are you going to do that? Go talk to people. I mean, it was a tough love thing. It was like, I feel like I'm like 12 again, you know? It was like, <laughs> right. just go out there and make it work, right? I was like, no, I want to get, I want to learn how to write contracts. I want to do this. He goes, Dan, I'm in the office every day. You come in here, grab yourself a folding table and sit and listen to what I'm doing. If not, go out and talk to people. And that was it. Oh, wow. <laughs> and so you're like, oh, wow. But I closed like five deals and I was like rich. You know, I was like, oh, I'm making a living. You know, right. I made 30 grand. I'm, I've made it, you know. And um, so you, you would go through and sell six homes and then you would sell nothing. And then now you're starting to feel that, oh, Oh, yeah. Five checks and no checks, and exactly. five checks and no checks. So you got to totally just got not like, yeah, you're definitely, you know, you better stretch that money out. So um, Jeff was amazing. He taught me a lot, and I, I, I figured out that you know I just needed some more guidance on a different level. Like uh, you know, I just want some more structure on details. So I ended up meeting this gentleman um, by the name of Johnny Lowy with the Line Right Realty, and um, he's just the super showman. You know, he's just yeah. very energetic, and I think. 
we we, yeah. we talked and yeah. you know, I think we were at shows together with yeah, him we, and we that's were. how I met him. I think I actually went with a show with you and that's how I met John. Yeah, it was. <laughs> that's exactly how it happened. You invited me to a show and and then I see this guy and he and we start talking and um yeah, we had something. I think it was like how to um for, well, I think it was up in Riverview house. or something, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something up there. Yeah. And you had all these other people and I'll tell you something else that you didn't know um, from that. So I when we went to that show, I got to meet Johnny. He's like, hey, you know, we're our fees are this. This is what I do, but just come see me, and we'll chat about your future. I'm like, okay. And he had amazing training. I mean, the guy is yeah. like a trainer. That's what he does, yeah. you know. Um, and he opens. He's opened a bunch of companies now. But on top of that, I um, I was in their audience, and you had this guy on there from Podfest, and this is like when podcasting and video was kind of just coming out. It was you know, ten years ago, and uh, he uh, they're like telling all this and all the realtors kind of chatting there's probably 200 agents there chatting and this and that but nobody really was kind of listening but he says if i could give you a ticket you know for you because he told the ticket was like 800 bucks mm -hmm. like ah, yeah. 800 bucks i'm not right. learning how to podcast for 800 bucks and then he goes but if i could give a ticket away who'd want to go i was like boom you know hands right. up like i'm that sounds good he gives me a ticket but he didn't he didn't say he was give me a ticket he's like if anybody was interested you know can i get you some more information i raised my hand he goes, good, you just won an $800 VIP ticket. Oh, wow. I've been going every year since that. Oh, wow. You know, every year that they've had PodFest, I've been. And that's why I've started kind of doing PodFest. But that also led me into what I learned from them was video. And so between Johnny pushing me to be a trainer, he's like, hey, you got to open your mind. You have to kind of let other people into what you're doing. And you have a lot to teach people just because of your, your drive and your mentorship. So he turned me into a trainer for the company. And then I started saying, well, I can't. I can't get my information to my little team, so I'm going to do a video. Right. So I just went in my office and made a little video, which I learned from the guys at the podcast. They had video guys there. Okay. So I went in there and I made my little. It's <laughs> so bad, but I would say, okay, if you guys want to learn her paperwork, you know, and I, I would just do a little video on how to write a contract. I'd do a little video on how to do an open house. I did a little video. So that was my start, and then I just didn't really do much with it. And then Johnny, Johnny's like, hey, you need to open a brokerage. And I'm like, oh, all right, yeah, that sounds good. And then I started looking at it. And I was like, wow, I got to have like 50 agents to break even. I've already lost three businesses. Right. I don't think I'm going to do that. Right. So um, I ended up meeting a, a, a part in ways. With, and Johnny, he, he, I still talk to him all the time. He's, I always call him for help. But I just didn't want to open a brokerage. And I've kind of wore myself to the there. So I just actually had lunch with Phil Wade from Dalton Wade, who I'm with now. We just had a conference, and we just actually sat in front of about 70 agents and talked about doing video okay wow. so they're going to be coming to my studio and checking out video and matterport and all that but by having those mentors it opened me up to jump in and do these things and since i started doing video because well, i'll go back to the story when i when i started doing well i got my own office downtown and then COVID hit oh yeah so i had five deals just Go walk on. away from the money like hey we don't know what's going on in the world nobody knows we're just going to walk away from my money and we'll call you back some other day i'm like wow there goes all my paychecks right. i got like two checks coming i said well let me figure out this youtube thing I, you know i'm 50 years old let me figure it out so i had it on one screen i figured i'd do it and i started doing video i did no lighting or anything and after about my eighth video somebody called and say hey i just saw your video we're thinking about moving the area we want to get out of oregon political you know religious reasons whatever the reasons were but we saw your video about moving the area and we just want to, can we just come see you? I said, yeah, I'd love to. And before they got here, I had two more calls. And, and it was like all of a sudden the videos I had put out, people were starting to, you know, it was kind of that perfect storm where people were stuck at home. 
They're watching more video. I was shooting more video. They were thinking about the future for their families, where wherever they were living. Maybe you know it was too cold, or the right. political reasons, or or whatever their states were doing. Taxes were too high because taxes are going up. Right. So as soon as they could get out of this you know area and get in a car or a plane, they were coming. Right. So I was handling like eleven people a week. Oh wow. You know, eleven people a week coming in town. We're like running, I'm dropping one piece of hotel and picking somebody other hotel, and I did that for a year and a half. And it was all from just the video. So when we started doing video and it took my business from, I mean, closing 12 houses a year to closing like 35 to 40 houses a year. Wow. And uh, I'm still at that pace now. And I haven't even shot as much video recently because it's just, um, you know, a lot of agents are doing it right now. And it's a really good thing to do to get on video. But I don't really pass all my stuff out. I work with it most everybody I have. And, you know, my team, I put a team together now that we help them together but i work with everybody that calls me oh, you know okay. so that's the hard part because i can't go do hours and hours of video and then drive them around i mean exactly. all day today yeah. i had to go meet an investors uh contractor to get supplies to them two of my clients had to I had to meet with their construction builders today so i did that before i got here and then i met <laughs> with phil and talked video so and it's all come from just doing video on youtube because that's the thing. So that's really, you know, one of the things that, that really interests me. Because so when you started doing your YouTube stuff, was that just organic or were you promoting it? Were you sponsoring organic, it? Organic. I mean, YouTube is free. Right. And see, and I didn't have any money. <laughs> so I was like, well. And, and before that, I became a, like an open house expert, right? I, you know, I'd always do it in my house. 60 people would come to my house. You help me out. Yep. You would show up with food and present it to people. And then COVID hit and nobody's doing open houses anymore. anymore. Right. You know, and I figured, you know, if there's 52 Sundays in a year. As long as I, you know, do 30 open houses a year, I'm going to meet somebody that might want to buy a house. Right. And that was very successful for me. And then then now that I went away when COVID. But um, so then I, you got to shift and figure out your new game plan on how you're going to get people. I was like, well, I'll just go ahead and start making video. And I, I found these guys are really good. And um, and actually, they were in Oregon. And it was just about moving to the area, right? And I said, like, well, I can do that, you know? So I was like, you know, maybe I'll just duplicate this idea. And then they say, hey, steal our ideas. You know, <laughs> we're showing you how to do it right. for free on YouTube. So all the learning was for free. You just had to put the time in. Right. But I was spending 10 hours a day in there. My wife didn't know. She's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm learning video. She goes, you're learning video and you're a realtor. <laughs> right. You know, she's like, what, what are you, are you doing? doing? <laughs> you know, I was like, you know, you got to find people. I said, there's nobody to buy houses right now. So it, we were very fortunate. The timing worked out. The diligence I worked in, uh, you know, from the restaurant business, the ability to just grind, right. you know, and that is, it's a grind, you know, you just have to be able to, to, to put the time in and let the failures happen right. and so, and, and not to be afraid of the failures. And I think that was the biggest thing that I learned through all those restaurant peoples and, or, or businesses and stuff is just fail and, and let it go, you know, yeah. fail and let it go, <laughs> exactly. you know, because you can get, you can get all upset. I mean, losing hundreds of thousands of dollars lost, you know, Two rental properties, uh, three restaurants, thousands of dollars with no money. He's like, well, I have time to worry about this. I better figure out how to get the next check. Right, exactly. You know, and I've always had that. Yeah, so we were very fortunate that YouTube has done what it's done. I've taught it to other agents now. They're successful. Um, But, you know, we opened a, a, a podcast studio and a video studio just because of that, because we're doing so much of it. My agents needed help, and so I just opened it so they could do their own. So when you did your podcast and you started doing it and you realized, were you putting out, so tell us like a little bit, so were you putting out content every day? Were you um, constantly putting it out? Would you put in, I mean, was there time frames? Like was it a five minute segment here, 10 minute segment there? Or how? 
So I, I was doing the video first, and uh, actually the podcast stuff is just happening now. I really right. haven't put my first podcast out, right? I've done a lot of video like this right. um, on my YouTube channel and on some little clips because I'm teaching myself. But the way we're setting it up is I'm still making sure that I put enough video out so when they want to move to the area, they can see you know things to do, places to eat, places to go, um, the best neighborhoods in the area, Lakewood Ranch, yeah. you know what's going on in, in these developments, what the builders doing, what you know what what uh, you know, who to talk to about mortgage and you know all those things. Um, the podcast that I'm going to is I really want to kind of bleed off that Sarasota, Florida Living Channel. And I'm making podcasts with people that are excellent at their business. A little different than, than yours, only it's kind of like, I really like my dog groomer, right? right? <laughs> so I'm going to sit down with my dog groomer and say, you know, this is Susie. This is what they do. This is why we love them. You know, if you really want to know who, to, you know, go look at episode seven and get to see Susie and then, you know, give them a call. Right. So I don't ha- I'm not charging for it and anything. So it's a shared, shared relationship with a business person. Maybe they'll tell people about me for real estate and um, I make sure that people go there because everybody that calls me, they want to know who I'm using for my mechanic. Yep. You know, who, who do I, you know, cut, who cuts my grass? So, so if I can just who's make, your movers? Yeah, yeah. So if I can just make a list of podcasts and, and promote their business and, and then I just look at building relationships. The money will come if anybody buys or asks me for service that I can provide, like helping them at home. But they're not paying me. The uh, you know the, the the real estate transactions pay me. It's right. not like you're just paying me to come cut your grass or something. So that's kind of my philosophy on it. We literally are just shooting our first one now. We actually had the. Uh, we're very fortunate that we're working with a John Cannon, you know, this right. week. Uh, we're going to meet with him our very first live our podcast that we'll have. Are you going to do it live or are you going to record it? Well, we're going to record it. Yeah, okay. so our very first one, but we're actually doing it on his site. So okay. we went all and built this whole nice place, and he says, come to our place. So now we had to go <laughs> buy stuff to move to come to him. Oh, geez. But we're very excited because um, it's an opportunity. Right. You know, Absolutely. I don't expect anything other out of than building a relationship out of it. And uh, if uh, I get to know their marketing team better... And I've already sold one, just recently sold one of its homes. It's the second home I sold with them. Um, I can talk about the product very well. Getting to know John, it's very easy to sell, you know, to to introduce that product to somebody because they say, you know, if you want to know John, go look at this podcast right, exactly. and you can see who he is. And you'll make you, you know, he's probably one of the best around. They're very attention to detail. Oh, I'd love their house. I mean, it's, you know, it's, there's no joke when you're, when you're, when you're buying his. his. His house is my dream house. One it of is. his houses is my dream house. It is. And, and, you know, we're helping people, you know, fulfill their dreams, whatever it is. So some people are getting divorced. Some people are, you know, having new, bigger families. Some people are downsizing. So we're just trying to help them find the situation fits. But, you know, if you're in a John Caliber, I mean, you're in a different world. I mean. Oh, it's a different house. I mean, it, it's the, the attention to detail, the stuff that they put in it. I mean, it's like me and my wife will go and we'll tour them like ever at um, Lake Club and stuff. Yep. And so we'll look at them and we're just like, yep, this is this is our dream house. Yeah. You know, because it it has everything that you possibly could think of. And the detail in it is just, I mean, you're just blown away by it. And then it. stuff that you never would think of, right? You know, right. because he's so innovative. And actually, you know, one of the things we're talking about tomorrow is is he has, like, a new line of homes coming out that are more modern. Oh, really? So he's, he's got this new modern feel of some homes. He's got he's got several home neighborhoods going in right now. So one of the things we're discussing is his new, his new modern style homes. So it's going to be really cool to see, you know, he's going to, you know, teach us about it. So. Cause so he's going to do more of a modern style home here in Sarasota, mm-hmm. or because yep. that's going to be different. Oh yeah, right here in Sarasota. Because yeah, you know that's the one thing that you don't see here is modern, right? The modern style, right? Right. Um, you know, you see that more in Miami yes. and those types of places. Yeah. Um, 
but those are the types of houses I like too. Yeah, and so, he's a, and he's one hundred percent custom too. So he right. can, he can mix and, and match uh, your styles, but he has a very uh, specific way he's going towards his homes over the next certain years. And this is just uh, stuff I've you know briefly chatted with him about. He's going to go much more detail. So we'll obviously be able to follow up with that. <laughs> and I'll give you all the information. There you, know? you go. Because <laughs> because uh, I mean it's it's pretty cool to work with that caliber of a, of a business person in this town. Yeah, I mean, he's a very good name in town and. Uh, um, it's been around for a long so time. So I'm honored to, to have that opportunity to sit with him. I'm a little nervous, actually. So, <laughs> <laughs> so like, it's gonna be, yeah. I mean, but it it would be fun. And the thing is, is like, you know, what he does. It's, I mean, it's interesting, you know, and the type of detail they are because I can't think of anybody else that does what he does. Here. Oh no, it's no doubt. And being in our business, I mean, real estate. I mean, my job is to know as much as I can for for our customers and clients um, because they rely on that information. You know, I mean, if I was moving to Montana. I have no idea, no, right? None. I just know, hey, there's some probably good weather there, and I, I don't know, right? I mean, right. I don't know what's good or bad or what the schools are or where I can go camping and stuff. So, <laughs> you know, I uh, being here for 30 years, you know, You're the I've been up and down this town. I mean, yeah. I, I if I mean when I began, one of the things I did when I just said just go find people, I would just go drive neighborhoods. It's like, I've never been in a neighborhood before, right. so I'm just going to drive this neighborhood. And then I would look up on MLS and say, okay, what are the prices here? And you know, what makes this place special? So that's how I studied. And then, then you run into people. And yeah, I'm walking around Publix with my card, you know? <laughs> I was like, okay, I coached baseball here for 10 years. What time do people get off work? So I'm walking around Publix with my cards. Oh, John, how's it going? Did you know I'm a realtor now? I mean, that's how I started. It's crazy. Well, you had to do what you had to do, right? But you know, it worked. So let's get back to the because I really like I really want to know. Okay, so as far as um, so you, I'm assuming for the the YouTube channel because this is really kind of I, I'm actually more interested in this too because yep. I'm trying to grow my own YouTube channel yes. for this right yes. for the podcast. Um, I put every podcast. I have a real hustle podcast. Yep, um, I've seen it. it. Looks great. So have it on there, um, but I need to grow it right? right. So what do you do because like how did you get that? Just um, did you? I mean, I, I guess the question is, is because you had such good traction from it, mm -hmm. you know, and that's where I struggle, you right. know, is to get the traction from it, you know. And I've had some conversations with some people, and and they say for me, like I need to add, like instead of having the full podcast, maybe add some like what they call shorts. Yes. So where it's a minute or two minutes, three mm -hmm. minutes type of long of piece of the podcast, right. right? Where they can get a quick hit of it. And then if they like it, they'll watch the whole thing. Right. So that's my question is because, you mean, obviously you're having success. If you're having all these people calling you, they're finding you. Right. So, like, that's where – how did that come about? So so it's, so every business is a little different. So for me, so a lot of people that get into podcasting are really looking for the affiliated marketing, right? They want to build their channel, and they want to have enough viewers and subscribers that the, the, the – uh, um, the advertisers are interested in and in, in getting right. spots, right? right? So for me, it's a different approach because all I want them to do is get to know who I am, right? You know, so because I don't, I don't worry because I, I probably make seventy five dollars a month on my YouTube channel mm -hmm. for as far as people coming in. Now, granted, if I was like some of the other Asian talent that are very good at what they do. Um, you know, Adam Hancock, uh, Lisa McBride. There's, there's several agents out there spread through all different companies. I, I know how hard it is, so I it's amazing that they're putting like a hundred videos out. Wow! You know, I put thirty five; they're putting one out every other day. But they built their team around what works for their company. So for for you to kind of to kind of go there, right? It's like you know, where it's not even about building the money in the first part; it's just getting your presence out, right? Right. So the shorts are basically what they say is like the trailer to your movie, right? <laughs> right. So if you do a short and say, "Hey, Chris, this is what I do," 
bam, it's on you know TikTok. If we still have it around, who knows? <laughs> but you got you know Facebook Reels, Instagram Reels, um, uh, YouTube Shorts. So you can make that one short and put it out in four or five different spots. And because it's only a you know under sixty second video, because I think Instagram is the one that allows sixty seconds yeah, and, and short. So yeah. I would just do it sixty seconds or less, and then you just do the same one. So instead of just sending one out, you're sending across four platforms. So that's four. So if it's just a, like quick clips, clips of this, like the quick intros, right. you can just cut them up real quick, and I can show you some programs that'll do that for you for free. Um, not for me for free, but I mean, I wouldn't charge you, but, but, but I'm saying the programs are free. free right, you know, right, uh, right. Get Munch was one of them where you take your long form video and it'll dice it up for you. Okay. And then you can just take it and drop it. Um, I just found out about that one. So it's really cool. cool. <laughs> but um, so because you're a niche item and you work with successful people and you talk about their struggles and stories, we just find people that do the same thing and then find out how they're doing it. And that's that's how I learned it from these YouTube guys. Hey, if you want to learn how to get people to come to your town and ask you how to be a realtor, copy what we're doing because we have 50,000 views. Right. I mean, I got one video with 50 or 60,000 views on it, right? And it's one of my first videos and it's very rough. And it's not very good. I'm like stumbling over words. But it works forever too. It's always out there working. So for like your situation is, yeah, if you can have some shorts, because all you do is introducing, right. you know, and, and I always say start ugly. And one of the first books I got from these podcast guys, start ugly, <laughs> you know, and um, it means just shoot like you're doing a podcast, like I'm doing a podcast, just start, you know, because you're going to make mistakes. Who cares? Okay. Right. But because you have such a good following and, and, uh, and your family has a great story with all the military and the, and the bodybuilding and all the things that come along with hard it's just hard stuff you know you just can't do it you know you can't be a, a bodybuilder and like as do it today and not tomorrow that exactly. doesn't happen you know <laughs> you know you're looking at people with the milkshake you're like oh man crazy <laughs> <laughs> right but you know uh, the shorts are a great way to introduce it but things are going to come back around from what i've been um studying because i'm in it every day that long form is still good this long stuff's good because you know you still have to have a movie to go watch. Right, exactly. But if you can introduce it in the shorts and say, "Hey, check out the channel. This is what we do." And you know, if you'd like to be part of it, you know, give me a call. Let's talk about your few. You know, and then that you, once you kind of get your audience going. But you know, I told people what I was doing here, like, "Oh man, that's so cool!" Because you know they didn't know about it, right? So right. twenty more people know about it. So it's just kind of working together and, and getting that system going. But Thank the shorts you. do work yeah. because it's just a launch to your to your stuff. But you know. You know me, I, we can sit down anytime and I'll show you everything. <laughs> I mean, I, I love it, but like I had to stop what I was doing because I had four calls this week. So everything got stopped. I mean, my office is a mess because I got wires everywhere and things going on because I'm out showing houses. Right. That's you the know? hard part because, you know, I mean, the thing is, is I still have to pay the bills, right? Yeah. So I still got to do the mortgages. I still got to be out there doing my thing. Yeah. And so, like, that's where I run into issues. And so I run into issues with the posting on, yeah. the, on the sites, right? It's hard. And, and coming up with the content for that post. Yes. Yeah. You know? All right. You know, and, and that's where I run into issues because I got to sit there and I got to think about what the content needs to be to go with that, whatever, that 30 second, 60 second clip. And you don't want to be the same as everybody else, right? No. Especially especially in your other business when you do mortgage. I mean, there's 5,000 guys doing it, right? There's right. like 5,000 realtors doing it. So how can you be different, you know? Exactly. I mean, this is very unique, but I mean, there's also people like Joe Rogan that do what you do, talk to successful people, and we can learn from those things. But um, I'm like a squirrel, man. It's like, oh, flashlight over here. I got to run over here. Oh, something <laughs> over here. I got to go over here. Right. You know, but as soon as somebody calls and they need my help, that overrides everything else. Exactly. So, um, you know, I'll find myself in the studio. I was in there at 430 this morning doing some stuff that I knew I wasn't going to get to because I knew the day was filled up with things to do. And um, 
but I had to, I committed to myself an hour a day to shoot. I'm going to, I mean, if it's awful or nothing, whatever, just I'm going to shoot an hour. <laughs> this counts as one of my hours, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's already put it in there. Exactly. So I was working on wiring this morning, but, but the same thing. I mean, the, the, the topics, if you find what people are doing that are very successful at it, and Gary Vee will be the first one to say this, is, you know, mimic what people are doing, just do your style. Right. You know, and and you're already doing a really uh, a popular thing, and people do want to hear success stories, especially the world's going crazy right now. Exactly. Everybody wants to hear success stories, you know, so if you can offer that little 30 minutes away to have a good story and it's in your hometown, it's even, right. even more cool. Yeah. That's why I, like, I started doing it here. Um, I wanted to do it here. And, and most of everybody that I have is local. I mean, or they're in the Florida area. Yeah. Um, you know, because the thing is, is like we don't realize how much talent is oh, here. So amazing. And right. So there's so much talent that nobody knows about. And there's a lot of money in this town yeah. that, that people just never know. Yeah. yeah. And that's the thing. And that's what I love about it. You know, it's like, you know, you just, it, there's a lot here and there's a lot that, people they just they drive by it they don't realize it you know you might be um you know um cascanel so chip white yeah he was on my podcast right so he's got the what the red barn i think it is too mm-hmm. that little shacky place but he, he's making a killing there and, and doing well yeah and you, you know you never think some place like that you know but he has his success story with that right right and so like it's like people you just don't realize that are here that are having success everyday success that have grown from nothing and and that's why I started this because I, I think people want to be heard yeah. and they don't know how to be heard. Yeah. And so like I, that was part of my thing. Like, okay, here's what I went through, right? I struggled in school. I barely graduated. I mean, I struggled in life. I lost everything in 2014. Um, you know, I lost my house. It was foreclosed upon. I had nothing. Yeah. And I moved down here with nothing. Yeah. And so, you know, and, and to build what I had. So like, you know, and I wanted other people to hear other people's success and build it you, like you you lost yeah. you lost it all and then you rebuilt it i think the thing is is it's okay sometimes it's it sucks right when yeah. we lose everything but we have to give hope and and you know, that's what i like about this because so many people they lose hope they lose everything and they think it's over right and you know you got to realize we got one life so either you need to change your mindset and get out of that yeah or you need to sit and go well, I'm never going to change, and this is it. Yeah, and just be negative for the rest of your life. You know, I was I was always a guy. I was kind of like you know, I was brought up old school military. You know, and my poor kids. You know, I was kind of suck it up buttercup. You know, nope. and that, and and that's that's not the way nowadays. Mm-hmm. You know, there there are you know. I have to say my kids have taught me so much that I didn't even know they were teaching me because the world is different now than it was when I was growing up. And I was like, oh, you had it so tough. You know, I had to walk up in the right. snow both ways in the snow, <laughs> right. bare feet, you know, Barrel, like, yeah, whatever. Stories, you know, right. like you're not dealing with our issues now, right? right? But, you know, they'll tell you stories of crazy stuff's going on in the high schools. And I'm sure it was happening when I was there, but not the, to the level it's going on now. Mm-hmm. So the stuff that my kids deal with now, they're dealing at earlier age. You know, they're both at in college right now my daughter's graduating this semester and my son's got a couple years but i learn from them every day and i become a little more open-minded now because i was always again back to the military ways like (laughs) tight life stuff deal with it right right, exactly and i still think there's a good value to that um they both hard-working kids you know luckily they took after the mother because they're smart and and they (laughs) and they got full ride scholarships you know um where i just had to you know you know, figure it out and 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 they're figuring out too it's 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 uh some of the things they tell me i'm like man 
that's tough to deal with, you know. Yeah. And and you think that they got it so easy, like oh, they got a car and they got it easy. It's not that easy. No, it's not that. You I know? mean, they still get through their struggles. They still get through their things, right? Yeah. You know. And that's what I love about like your podcast because it does say it's okay to fail, right? You know, it, it lets people know that everybody's dealing with stuff. You're not alone as far as dealing with tough stuff. You know, yeah, your stuff is different than ours, but you still can get through it. And some people, you know, some people uh, turn in and don't deal with it, but. Um, this just when you hear more stories like this, you know why not? Why not hear them and just take it? Take a little niche of it. Take what they call nuggets, right? Nuggets. Take a little nugget <laughs> right. and run with it. Something. You know, my daughter's like now she's Dean's list, amazing, good, did a great job, but now she doesn't want. She, she's getting out of college and she doesn't know what she wants to do. Right. <laughs> and it, you know, back when we grew up, it's like get a job, stay as long as you can. Yep. You know, don't have your resume bouncing around. I told her, I said, treat it like a class. Find a job, go out and get some experience. If you don't like it, move on to the next thing. Exactly. That's it. There's, there's no... Take the experience yeah, and move on. It's not like when we were there. Like, you know, oh, stay there for 20 years and get your retirement yeah. and all that. I mean, I want to see successful, but, yeah. you know, same thing with my son. I mean, they're going to figure out what they want to do, and at least the society I feel now is open-minded to try what you want to try, mm-hmm. you know? And, you know, if you can get, if you just treat people well yeah. and, and keep trying, eventually it'll all come together, you know? But, they'll figure it out. Yeah, you know, they'll, figure, they'll it out. figure it out. I mean, you know, the thing was is like, so my son Bryce, he used to do a lot of my video editing right. and stuff like that. He went and we sent him to Manatee Tech to become a videographer. Wow. And he went there and um, he did, I mean, he was good at it. Yeah. And he enjoyed it, but then he started not liking it anymore. It wasn't his passion anymore. It wasn't his passion anymore. He lost his passion. And so he decided to join the Coast Guard. Okay. So now he's in the Coast Guard. He just graduated from on Friday. Awesome. And so he, um, so we flew up there to see him graduate. And now he's going to go do um, rescue. He's going to be so you know search and rescue. We're fortunate (laughs) to have people out there to do that. I mean, I don't see how these guys do it. I don't see how paramedics do it. I don't see how firefighters do it. I don't see how police officers do it. I mean, and so like that's the thing. It's like, and I keep every time I see him, I'm like, are you sure this is what you (laughs) want to do? I'm like. Really? That that's what you picked? Yeah. But that's what he wanted. And so like I mean, so his first post is in um, Massachusetts and he's basically like a nine one one operator as boats call in and say, Hey, we're stuck here or we yeah. had a person overboard or and they have to go out on the boat and and deal with all I'd that. Say, in the so. military, man, you learn. I mean, your job is important because if you don't do it, somebody else, you know, loses down too. Oh, yeah. So you're 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 part of a team that they need you. So that was the big thing for me when I was in the army. It was like it showed you that it doesn't matter, and I and I tell this all the time. It didn't matter where you came from. It didn't matter what part of the country you came from, what color you are, what anything you yep. are. We were all there for each other. Yep, you have to be, and you had to have everybody. You know, because you're that person next to you might be the person saving your life. Absolutely, and so like it didn't care. We yep. didn't care. Right. So we didn't care if you, you know, Midwest or whatever. Yep. Right. Yep. So like you, you learned how to all grow together in a brotherhood. And so like it did make you realize like, look, we can get along. We all can get along yeah. if we want to. Yeah. We just and got a certain goal, you know, to take so, care of each other. And so, you know, and, and all, and, and, and not be nasty. I was just talking to my last guest about this. Like there's so much negativity in this world. Oh, it's a shame. And we need more positive yeah. and so that's the why I am the way I am is because like if I can help just change one person's attitude that day yeah. 
then I've done something good. You know, you never, and, and that's why I, we, you know, I kind of want to give you the bio. I kind of mentioned the names of, the, of some of the mentors, and there's several I've had through through life that you know that they don't even know their mentors, right? They, maybe just one conversation having changed an avenue. So you have plenty of mentors through life, and st- people just make you think. That's important, right? Mm-hmm. You might not like. I mean, I remember my first mentors. I didn't like them because like, well, you tell me stuff. I, you know, why are you tell me what to do? Why are you, exactly? You know, but you know, they're just like they're there for your best interest. But as you get older, I'm always. Now I'm, I'm actually currently looking for mentors right now. You know, right. I have a really good team. Uh, my my photographer, videographer guy is really good. You know, I I look to him for some of the information to speed up my learning curve. Jim on our team, he's very uh, detailed. So I'm very fortunate that I can. You know, he's like. Dan, you got a time block. You got your stuff. I was like, yeah, I know, Jim. He goes, Dan, I'm telling you. Yeah, right? Come on, slow it down. Stop and think. You know, yeah, I'm right. like, all right, Jim, you're right. So I'm nice. I put some good people around with myself. Um, you know, Maria is a new partner on our team. She's a new agent. You know, I, I don't even I introduced her to you. I think we've introduced her to you. But, um, you know, she's bringing some of her skills from her past job in and play too. So we're building a nice little team in there. Um, but we're always looking for somebody that can teach me more. Right. right. So, and I, I just offered, you know, 70 agents free to tell them about video. Right. You know, whoever does with it is great, but I don't care. I mean, if you do it great, if you don't, you know, I feel good if I made a difference in your life, you know, if it was just one person that took your yeah. stuff, right. And you helped change their life. It'll be a relationship right? thing, you know, and, and I, the new company I built with some biz studios, I'm not looking to get rich off that. There's no way that people are going to spend thousands of dollars to do this kind of thing. There's just not, there, there's some of us will do it. Right. right. <laughs> but not, you know, you know, one out of a hundred. Right. But, um, but if I can offer some information, I get a relationship out of it and we can do some sales down the road or, you know, we can have a beer together or a bite to eat somewhere because we haven't seen each other a year. You just never know where relationships go. You know? That's the thing. So like, you know, and um, one of the things I was just like, I was telling her, the girl I said, I was like, look, I've changed over the last two, three years. Absolutely. Um, my, before I was very focused on making sure it was about me. Yep. And I got to make sure I get my check. I got to make sure I close enough loans. I got to make sure I do this. I got to make sure I do that. Well, it was for your family too, though. And so it was, but yeah. like I was very kind of like, but now it's very much more, it's about my team. Yeah. It's about, you know, other people. Yeah. It's about helping them grow. It's about getting their story out. Yeah. Like that's more powerful to me now than money is. Yeah. And so like, that's where I've grown into. It's like, because I care more about helping somebody like grow you, grow, you know, whoever it is, but like, just because that's more satisfying. I mean, like I was telling her, I was like, you know, I mean, I've had more cars. Yeah, than you're I've a been. car guy. I'm a car guy. I've had more cars than years I've been married. I've been married for 29 years to the wow. end of this month. Wow. And so I probably have had about 40, 50 cars. I think I've had like six in my life. <laughs> so I'm, I, 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 my last like, van had 310,000 miles on it. So <laughs> I'm a car guy. So like, you know, but the thing is, is like, ask me what half of those cars were. Right. But ask me what happened in Cancun with my son, and, you know, at a specific time or Absolutely. whatever, right? I remember that more than I remember those cars. Sure. So now I'm getting to the point in my life that I'm like, okay, well, cars are great, right? I, I'm a car guy, I, and that's my toy. Still, so appreciate good engine. So, but like the thing is, is what's more important to me now is the memories. Yeah. The memories, the things that I've made, you know, that I can look back on. Because that's what you remember. Sure. You remember those things. Like, my wife and I always have a conversation. One of our best vacations we ever had was in Cozumel, uh, Mexico, where we rented a Jeep. And we took the Jeep around the whole island by ourselves. Yep. And I drove it with stick shift. And, yep. and I drove the whole thing around, right? And it was one of the best experiences with my kids 
And I remember that better than probably any car I've ever had. Absolutely. And that's that's where I've really come to the point that that's where it makes more of a difference. Or if I have one of my loan officers and all of a sudden she's just killing it. Like I have a loan officer now who, who I help groom and she's killing it. And what it does for her and her family. Yeah, it makes it so much better for them. Exactly. You know, and that's that's what's important to me now. And right. so because I see what she's doing and how much that that changes her life. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's why real estate, I know I can do real estate for a long time because I, I've done well in it and we're still doing well. But like today, I spent pretty much most of my day doing non-money producing things. It was stuff that I've worked with people in class, like the, the young lady that has bought like 10 homes for me. She's in California and she needs my help because <laughs> you got to let somebody in her house and she trusts me to let them in. So I need to make sure I'm there for them, let them in and make the repairs I need to. And then, you know, another gentleman, he needs stuff devoted to his contractor. He doesn't, you know, he needs somebody that's going to make sure that stuff happens. So I know it makes a difference to him. I know it makes a difference to her. And and uh, it's not about the check anymore. I mean, granted, I got paid on closings and stuff, but a lot of realtors stop there. Yep. You know, you might get a beer with them or something, but I'm like, you know, I, I, when I originally met you and said, what can I do to help? I meant for the, the time of our relationship, you know, <laughs> you know, until I'm dead or you're dead, you know. Um, but, but again, you know, if I can't do it or I don't have the ability to do it, obviously I'll help them find a way to get it done. Right. And um, that's why, like, the well, you, way you don't, we're you don't it. want to keep it transactional. You just, no, it's not you, transactional. You, know, you want to keep that relationship yeah. going. And that way, when I when they call, I'm not looking at them as a check. I'm, what can I do to help you? I mean, right. yeah, I'll get paid if, if things go right. But, you know, if it might be just a conversation. My help is let me get you to this person that does leases because I don't do leases, but I'll get you to the really good person. They'll get you a right. nice lease. Then they, you know, we'll talk down the road, or when you come in town, we'll go get a bite to eat, you know. Right. Um, but yeah, it's really fun to do that, you know. And now we, you know, as I gotten older, I kind of get to a, a financial position. I'm not like rich by any means, mm -hmm. but we got some bills under control that it's not stressful. So now I can just really focus on helping, and the rest of it comes together. Right. So that's that's kind of the approach now. That's my approach too. Yeah. So. Cool. Appreciate right. it. No, I appreciate the time. And I mean, I love talking. We can chat all day. Uh, long, we talk know? all day. <laughs> yeah, so, but no, thanks for the invite. I really appreciate it. Awesome. Glad to have you. All right. Thanks, man. You can help support our podcast by checking out our Real Hustle gear. We have t-shirts, hoodies, tank tops, hats, and more. Let everyone know that you're a real hustler, willing to do whatever it takes to get the job done. You can check us out right now on realhustle.com. And right now, we are offering all of our listeners 10% off when you use the promo code PODCAST at checkout. Once again, that is PODCAST to receive 10% off your entire order.